Bronzor. My name is Annie Conboy and I'm an intuitive medium and psychic. Today I'd like to talk to you some more about the ascension process. I started my podcasts with the hope that my guides and inspirers would help me to bring forward information that everybody can use and that will allow people to understand where they are in their spiritual journey at this time. Well, one of the key things that's happening is that we've all become involved in a shift of energy in a movement from a lower energy vibration to a higher energy vibration. And this shift is necessary to help us to co-create a better world, to remove from our um, inner self the blocks and limitations that stop us dreaming the biggest of dreams. And the things that get in the way of making us help to manifest a very positive and powerful world. There will be more podcasts about those blocks, but right now it's important to understand the process that we're in. And really, I need to go back in time. Um, I need to go back about 170 years or so to pick up on the trail of the Industrial Revolution and on the growth, if you like, the rise of science and the falling away, perhaps to some extent, of religious beliefs and religious structures. Not because um, they were destroyed by science, religion didn't isn't fading in a sense but what we're facing is whether it is blind belief or heartfelt belief where religion is concerned. I would also argue that it's exactly the same when you think about science. The blind belief that science can answer everything if only we can analyse everything down to its lowest common denominator and not a heartfelt belief in a science that is a way of exploring our world and following a curiosity and the excitement of making a little bit more sense of something. And equally, science and religion can become dogmatic. And here we come to the middle of the Industrial Revolution uh, the first century, about the 1850s. And what we notice is the rise of spiritualism and the rise in the Western world of looking more um, open-mindedly at Eastern philosophies and beliefs and the rise of science fiction, the creative act of writing about a future and what that future would be. And I'm fascinated when I study both of these subjects over the last 150 years and consider how much spiritualism and science fiction 
have actually helped to open our minds beyond the dictates of science and the restrictions of religion. Um, these aspects of our lives, these thought patterns, these new uh, inspirations have allowed us to foresee ourselves in the future in a very meaningful way. Whether that future is some kind of dystopian wasteland or whether that future is a beautiful, peaceful community of the universal um, beings. Uh, whichever way you want to go, there is this lovely um, uh, uh, tug, push and pull between these two uh, extremes and probably will land somewhere in the middle. But right now we are landing in the middle of trying to work out which direction we're going. Because this softening up of the mind and heart, of opening us to dream bigger dreams and to think about who else might be out there, has led to our embracing uh, an understanding of a world that we can't actually physically see or sense not like the material world the opening up the re-establishing of a connection to our intuition and the recognition that we can through our intentions manifest whatever we wish for and we can manifest for our own desire or for a group desire we can also manifest things that takes take away from others and that's a very important recognition um that old saying be careful what you wish for because each time you wish you are asking the flow of energy to divert and to give you what you want but does it come with a price that's too high to pay so these thoughts percolated up for me when I began really embracing my mediumship, um, particularly from around um, 2001. And I always smile because that's the title of an Arthur C. Clarke science fiction novel, which was later turned into a brilliant movie, which addresses the issue of what is humanity and what is evolution and what would happen if we did contact an extraterrestrial race how would we be um and for me when i look at the ascension process that's actually what we're doing we're accessing non-physical beings now uh, through our intuition we're starting to recognize that those um myths and dreams and uh, scary stuff on the edges it's actually reality peeping in a different kind of reality a reality that sometimes we've manifested and sometimes we haven't but that there is more to this universe and to the energy of this universe than we ever once thought possible or in existence we've moved from that single track mind of a god a paternalistic god into um recognizing that neither science nor religion cover it all and we have to explore 
what the meld of science and religion, the, the process of spirituality can bring us. So most people understand ascension as a rise in vibration level, uh, becoming more spiritual in, in effect, uh, changing uh, how you relate to the world and changing your ability to interact in a positive way with the world so that you can bring about um, uh, re uh, really deep and fundamental changes. We're crying out for a rebalance. We're crying out for wrongs to be redressed. We are aware, especially in this time, of all of the things that don't work, the systems that we put in place to help us to share and to be communities are being exposed as exploitative, as unworkable, unsustainable because these systems work on the basis that some have more and some have less. And in an ascension process, we're actually um, tested, pushed to see these realities and to recognise that we hold those realities within ourselves. We think we should have less because we're not worthy. We think we should have more because we're more deserving than others. We judge and we exhibit our prejudice all the time. Even if we ourselves can't see it to the outsider, sometimes the prejudice or the judgment is very, often, it is very obvious. So in the ascension process, the first step is to reconnect your intuition to acknowledge that we are not only a physical body, but we are also an energy body. That what we have is two parts to us with a tiny little spark of divine light inside that is desperately trying to radiate itself out through the physical body and the energy body. When you start that journey into recognising your intuition, it can throw up all sorts of questions about who am I? Um, coming from my position as a sceptic, though open-minded, um, it seemed illogical to have an intuitive body. It seemed illogical that non-physical beings could exist and yet, I've been through a journey that has shown me that not only do they exist, but they're very actively involved in our lives. So, since, um, since 2012, more and more and more people have been feeling the um, intuitive energy that surrounds them, their aura. Um, you may have started your journey in 2012 you may have been a bit on the way with your journey you may have been totally embracing it but what you will have found is that your guides and inspirers will have been working with you to encourage you to keep opening that intuition um once we make connection with guides who we often assume are people who've lived or that they're our loved ones 
you can step beyond that. You can start to connect with the angelic energy, the elemental energy, the, the beautiful dragon energy that surrounds us, all of the star seed energies, all those energy beings who are wanting to work with us. For some people, stepping further out is a challenge because they've been told that those things don't exist, that they have no reality. And part of the ascension process that your guides will take you on is a journey into all the different kinds of energy beings who surround us, who we can interact with if we use our intuition. There's one big barrier that people find comes up time and again, and that barrier is fear. Fear generated by what they've been told about the non-physical beings. For instance, some religions consider what I do as some sort of messing with the devil. Uh, some uh, people, scientists uh, who are rather close-minded would tell me my experience of, of them isn't valid because it can't be read on a meter or it can't be uh, measured in a lab. Um, it doesn't matter about those barriers that people put in my way. Some people would just put it down to me having gone into a psychosis, uh, maybe into what, what they like to call schizophrenia. It, it doesn't matter because it's my experience and it's my lived experience and therefore it's valid, equally as valid as anyone else's. And this is something that the beginning of the ascension process helps you to recognise that what actually matters to each individual one of us is what does that experience create for you? Mine has created a lot of soul searching, I agree, but it's also created a beautiful connection and very strong, deep, loving connections with individuals who don't have bodies. And that outweighs any other kind of comment about my experience that anyone may wish to pass judgment on. So part of the first stage of the ascension process is toughening yourself up to understand who you are, what you are and how you relate to all of the rest of the world and any other beings who might happen to be around in the energy. Because humans also radiate energy. I read auras. I I don't always take what people speak to me as being the truth of their um, uh, mindset or the truth of their beliefs because their aura will tell me something different. And that's the next step on the ascension process to start to encourage your conscious mind to process the energy information rather than to take the words that you're offered. It brings ethical questions to the front. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you have to learn to handle information in a very different way because 
when someone is lying to you, when you read their energy, you absolutely know they are. You know when someone is living their beliefs because you can sense it in their energy, not just from what they say they're doing. And it makes you a very much an observer of people to see if their actions are in alignment with their principles. Not everybody has to have the same principles. That's not the issue. It's what you say you believe in. Do you practice what you preach? And so in that second phase of the ascension process, there can be a lot of doubt, a lot of worry. Again, a lot of fear and concern that you are misunderstanding things. But your guides will be working with you to help you to come through that phase and to deepen your understanding of yourself so that you trust yourself. Because trust is where it really takes off. When you trust your intuition, you trust and have relationships that thrive with your guides, when you understand that the non-physical beings would never ever encourage you to do something that is actually going to be damaging to you, that you've got the wrong energies playing in your head if that's the case, when you get to that you're ready for the next step in the process. That step is to start serving, practicing what you preach, giving over your life to living it how you believe it should be led. That doesn't mean giving up anything you don't want to give up. But in the third part of the ascension process, you find that you're willing to give up things because they don't serve an energetic purpose. The energy of whatever you're giving up is a drag rather than a boost. In that third part of the ascension process, you start to recognise everything. People, places, food, um, experiences that will boost you and those that won't. And you're presented with the choices that you have to make to say, do I want to keep bringing my, my vibration up? Or do I want to keep letting it drop down? Remembering that the stronger your vibration, the more positive it is, the clearer your intuitive information comes through. More benefit from listening to guidance. More benefit from having the downloads of positive energy that come in. So there comes... A day of choice I suppose or several days of choice where you determine what you are going to do to help your vibration to continue to thrive and once you do this and you do the the um, spiritual tasks that go with that process you find yourself in the fourth stage in the ascension and this is where you start to be asked to take on more and more service. Your guides direct you to do things that maybe are quite outside your comfort zone. 
they ask you if you're willing to um, work with them hand in hand to be able to bring in the positive energies of change because the process the ascension process is a process of change and we, we have a lot to change but that change starts with from within your guides also in this fourth part of the process want you to let go they want you to let go of any stuck energy so you might find yourself really really going inside and winkling out all of the things that are no longer right for you emotionally and mentally you may also need to go in and find the spiritual contradictions that are holding you back where you might have two conflicting beliefs mine was science versus religion <laughs> or science versus spirit and you have to help yourself with the guidance and with the support to resolve those contradictions so it's a bit of a testing time if you haven't done some of the work beforehand of making sure that you're choosing all of the things that boost your vibration rather than drag your vibration down but it's a very liberating time the fourth part of the process is allowing you to emerge into your authentic self the the being that you really are the spirit within shining through a human body that's an amazing thing to see someone come through the process and to bring that spirit more to the surface in all that they do is so richly rewarding for everyone who's around them and it takes them on a journey of tough love because the next phase the fifth phase is about tough love starting to recognize that we can't change the world unless we change ourselves having already made many many changes but being asked to totally embrace our spiritual beliefs totally embrace the idea of living in that higher vibration full time being comfortable that it's time to have only a toe in the material world the intuitive world is where you want to be and again the test comes about letting go of the material really um, understanding that if you let the abundance flow it will if you let go of the control and surrender what happens is a process of synchronicity the dominoes all click one after the other after the other and the challenge is to trust yourself and every other non-physical being and every other being around you that if you let go of control you will be in a supportive community because that's the sixth part of the apprentice uh, ascension process <laughs> it's like being an apprentice <laughs> sorry <laughs> um 
the the final part of the process is to be live join share energy with your tribe your community that you are like-minded individuals at peace inwardly and outwardly and ready to manifest the positive changes that are needed to bring this community into alignment with unconditional love, unconditional forgiveness, unconditional gratitude and unconditional service. The strength in unity that is where we really are headed. I've itemised these steps in the process because we're at different places at different times. The biggest shift of energy that we'd ever experienced started in 2012 and it was to push all of us into the first stage of the ascension process. So for eight years now we've been working on this and for eight years we've been moving forward and dropping back, moving forward and dropping back. It is always one st two steps forward and one step back. However, we are going to be helped in the next six months to really, really switch on even those who are struggling to um, find their intuition. Because together we all have to make a new world. It's so much better if it's built on understanding the energy that we trade between us. And I will talk about that in another podcast. The process is really going up a notch or three. Where it was ambling along fairly steadily from 2012. This next six months is a kickstart for everybody. So wherever you are in the process, you will be asked to examine your inner world before you bring it out into the outer world. We have a long way to go to recognise and understand that we are a global community of spirit and that we're not alone. We don't need to go out into the stars to find the non-physical beings. They're here all around us all the time. But for us to get to living comfortably with that and for us to be a part of that beautiful community, we have some serious work to do. We have to grab this process. We have to keep on going through it even when we feel like we want to give up and quit. There is so much to gain from going through this process because what it ends up bringing is a balanced life. When you are living what you are passionate about and what you believe in, you are in balance. You can take or leave whatever uh, energies are available you can boost yourself and you remind yourself to boost yourself in, in when we're in the ascension process um 
there is something very special that we're going to achieve as we come out of the end of this process. So even though it may challenge you, even though it's difficult to give up our prejudices and our judgments, our then and us, and it's difficult to give up what what we often do, which is say, oh, I can't make a change, I can't do it, who am I, I'm only me, uh, you know, denying our ultimate power to create, it's time, it's time to shift, it's time to get on and in and do this process to allow yourself to fill your life with all the joy that can come when you are part of a greater community of spirit. Thank you.